Welcome to Mommy Heal Thyself. We feature guests who provide you with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to say no to a life of pain and suffering from all forms of preventable disease, toxic drugs, and unnecessary surgeries. We hope to inspire you to boldly reclaim your ability to heal and to serve the ones you love. Welcome, everyone. Yes, this is Sophie joining me today, along with Mr. Carol Phil. And I have the pleasure of interviewing him. You know, when I was preparing for this particular interview, I was going through some articles about Mr. Bell, and I found out a significant connection between the two of us. Tell them what that connection is, Mr. Bell. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that you were one of the beneficiaries of our not previously. What works specifically? Well, um, back in the day, uh, specifically, and I'm talking um, the early 60s, and really before that, um, people who have undergone um, uh, what we call uh, surgical procedures to divert body weight um, for all kinds of reasons, from birth abnormality, cancer, and that kind of thing. And uh, so I, I gave my life in learning here for that kind of thing. At the time, I was called Emerald Stonewall. And I was on earth. And uh, that is cool for people who have the room. And, and, the, and all of those different churches get their name uh, depending on where they were looking. So, in my case, I think you guys may know from the previous episode that I was born with first consciousness. And that the majority of my colon was non functional when I was born. At three days old, they removed the majority of my colon. And for the first year of my life, I had to live with a colostomy. And that is where Mr. Bella comes in because he was the first African American male nurse to become certified in this particular area to be able to help people with professional, professional nurse, to be able to help people with this particular type of care. So you have been blazing the road for us for I would say your entire professional career. Mm-hmm. What is it that got you started in this um, area of nursing? Well, you know, the challenge of something new uh, in the back of my mind, just being able to address a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, what was intriguing to me, going inside a real problem. And that's what really got me. Because uh, as being uh, in the healthcare field, uh, the desire to want to help was the, that was the burning um, thought for me. Well, you know, you bring up two really important points. 
um, and we're going to address them separately because I want you to really delve in. The first one, which was desire to be a problem solver, you know, I, I was the same way. I, I actually taught mathematics. I love the more complex the problem, the, the more I was thrilled. And now I work with people who have chronic illness that have complex cases, they're not simple cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question that I have for you is why is it that you want that? Because, you know, one of the things, and we've talked about this, that we see a lot of in our society today is people just wanting the easy path. They don't want to necessarily have to solve any problems. They don't want to have to do any major work. In fact, most of what you see out there is how to avoid how to avoid the challenge, how to take the easy road, how to easy this, quick that. Mm-hmm. So what in your upbringing? You know, um, the bottom line, I guess in being a Christian, you know, it's not all about me because I have a chance to, you know, if I wanted to go into financially satisfying um, and that kind of thing. But the will to help someone else, mm. um, having the, the drive to attack a new problem and solve make things I just don't know any other way to see it. it. It has to be within that person because, for instance, in the field of informal service, mm-hmm. there are people just not cut out for you. Uh, the same is true for, like, let's say, uh, a firefighter. Mm-hmm. There's some of us who just can't do it. At church, we offer, we have a lot of uh, people that are truck drivers, long distance mm-hmm. trucks. Well, there's some of us who just can't do that. So I, I believe it must be, um, had to have been within God's plan for some of us to be able to do certain things. So now you're talking about recognizing that we're each given a different gift. How how did you find out what your gift was? You know, um, I started out when I was uh, in undergraduate school. I started out with computer science, mm-hmm. the total power science. Uh-huh. Um, I had completed Studies in languages like poetry, PL1, um, and memoir. But that, and they, my senior year, they stuck me in my office and came and said, I'm supposed to be in the right. I said, Now, wait a minute, I'm looking at Now, this isn't me. I want a people contact person. That's who I am. Um, so 
Thirdly, I was working now uh, at the hospital in the lower entry level of uh, giving care. And I can go on and, and study to be a professional nurse. I'm not thinking about the sensation and that kind of thing, which turned out to be very relevant. But uh, that was my thought. And I really did honestly, I really did not think about that. I'm not focusing on um, I was fortunate to have worked in a medical school center I was and nurses in various fields would um, very often I meet someone in my hallway passes. Let's say uh, the nurse biologist said, well, I have a patient who's doing this, this, this. And same to someone that Oh, Mr. Bell, I have a patient with a mm-hmm. And uh, what can I do? Okay. Let me come and see, and I'll give you some recommendations. That kind of thing. So um, I'm hopeful that that's happening today. Mm-hmm. I really do. What, what do you mean that that's um, that's happening. What is it that you're hoping is happening? Um, it seems that our system, our actually the entire medical system is changed. Um, my focus when I was coming along, patient education, family, patient and family about that person's illness and their treatment and their um, it was just unheard of until that person left not to be um, able to manage those kinds of things. Now, I'm sure it's happening today, but in a different kind of way. But there was more experience. Um, so you could really inside out space the fact that person didn't come back in if they were suffering diabetes not able to maintain control and avoiding advancement of their condition those were the kinds of things that my experience so what I'm hearing wrong is that before there was a lot more emphasis on patient education and having the family also be involved and so that became a type of preventative measure as opposed to the constant I guess you can say revolving door people going in and out in and out in and out over and over and with the same active complaint Mm -hmm. and actually um, progressively worse over time. Absolutely. Now, for instance, like in the case of the therapy, um, something new, something devastating, 
to ancient and their now. Uh, I was able to set up a nurse long clinic. Now I'm told the first one, I don't know if it's was contrary, first at night in South Florida, a nurse long clinic for that. And we promised that people come back in, they questions, I can monitor progress, keep them informed as to how to anticipate if they want to have a process in the future and that kind of thing. Um, you know, now these are thoughts looking back and of course, and I feel, you know, if I knew then what I know now, Look how much better it could be. Well, and then I think, well, the Lord gave me the start on a star. To start something. Have a start. Mm -hmm. And look at now. We don't have the problems that we had with Satan. So now, one of the reasons why. Um, we're doing this today is because you said that there's a message that is on your heart and there's guidance that you wish to um, pass down to current generation and future generation. Tell me a little bit about Well, I feel it's important. Now, let me start with my mom passed away on I think I might have been from the 15 or 16 growing up. Small town, Italy, Georgia. Our population today is only 500 plus people. Now, grew up in segregation. Um, had the chance, it was given the chance to go on to make myself better uh, in terms of finding work and getting in Now, under those circumstances, if I can make those kinds of contributions to society, you can. Um, I believe in my heart by sharing this and sort of uh, giving the message that with hard work, love for your neighbor, being kind, uh, being considerate of others. Those were kind of qualities that would help you through life. Now, if I can do it, you can do it. That's the message that I'd like to share. Now, I'm hopeful, and I will be ever so grateful if maybe one, two, three people, if they hear the sound of my voice and my sleep, 
and they become the tower. My life is now. You said that you grew up prior to the time of anniversary, yeah. things started to mm -hmm. Um, and so you basically had to struggle through that transition period where there was significant amount of discrimination. What would you say to the youth of today that realistically speaking, they don't have anywhere near the challenges of they have access to education and they have the ability to move about that was not afforded to you when right. you were growing up. Mm -hmm. So what would be your message to that group, especially in light of significant, I guess you could say, uh, I don't know, the, the, the racial dynamics in, in our country have, have become really bizarre mm -hmm. in, our, in our world. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of our youth want to use that as an excuse for saying, well, see, you know, this is against me, this is against me, this is against me. Mm -hmm. And I would love to hear what is your message with regard to that. You know, again, if, if, if the person's makeup, um, the love afforded to me by my grandmother, my grandmother, my mother, even on the other side. Um, in that time of growing up in segregated schools, for example, we had New books, no magazines, no chemistry lab, none of that. No computers, <laughs> no cell phones, um, occasionally maybe a newspaper. Now, the teachers, I don't know what it was, but they taught being focused, having strength, don't give up. You always can learn on and on. Now, I graduated from the first secondary, third in my high school class. I believe that's a ridiculous. But anyway, there are different challenges. I understand today. Um, but you have to have principles and morals that you stand and live from. Regardless. Regardless of that. And there is a way. If you sincere in your heart, it's what I believe. Um, along with being true to you know, like I said, the computer science field. Mm -hmm. I had to admit it. Mm -hmm. You know, and you move on. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
Well, you know you were open. Now, which reminds me not that I'm old and gray. Um, listen to this word. This is the step that you listen to Act upon this word. Ask him for guidance. Now, I hope all those statements are not challenging to, to some people, but Pick a word. And once we accept that, I believe we are able to move on with the straight out. Is there a particular story that you can share with us? How your willingness to follow his word and his guidance opened up doors that probably would not um, have you know, absolutely. I was just telling you about a period here, um, my upbringing in a segregated society and that kind of thing. Well, the truth is, many of uh, the people that I grew up with continue those that are still living. But God's word is What I heard, he's going to take care of all of Now, still, again, Carlton, I'm impressed. Remember what class was, but I know it was on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, there, during that time course, we had one of the representatives of one of the manufacturing companies from what Colossi was here. Come to my hospital to visit, gave a presentation, and said that this allied health field was the lie, encouraging people to join if they, you know, desired. Back to the class. Uh, there was a lady in the I can't remember, I think it was like eight or ten of us. I'm starting to like sitting there. This lady sitting beside me at night. So I go in, it must have been either Wednesday or Friday, and I said to her, Oh, you know, this one. A guy named Big Claw from this company. That's why I always remember his name. Came in and said, uh, Well, if you'd like to, to go, um, we can get you set up and get in the line. I'm telling this lady, Well, Lord, forgive me, I don't. I cannot ever remember the lady's name. But it turns out she was head of. The American Cancer Society for the entire Southeast United States. Now, I was telling her about it, and so 
the following Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, following Monday, Sister Bell, I've made arrangements for you to attend. Wow. Uh, and that's it. You know, so just think, just think. Had I been the person who had killed drugs or the behavior and ugly the people of whoever, I'm sure that I would not have, even though I had the interest, I may have found a way late, but that was hell. And I was on my way. At graduation. Now, that, that's power. That's powerful and it has good meaning. Now, a message to um, my brothers and sisters who are coming along now, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. We're supposed to love. That's what um, God said to us throughout in the Bible, love your neighbor as I um, And at the end, it's going to show. I believe that. You know, it brings to mind something as I was driving to this interview that came to me was that it takes strength and courage Faith You don't have to be strong to be. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be strong to be by. But in order to love and in order to have faith, it takes tremendous strength and courage. Let me give it to you. Um, at, again, after my mother, my grandmother. In so um, I remember one conversation that we had. I believe it was after I had gone out to Florida in my first year of college. And she said to me, um, you know, it's so easy to be nice and kind one another. But if you gotta be hateful and ugly, you have to go out of your way. You have to strategize, plain. Whereas just simply be kind from your heart. And that's it. True, true, true. Now I received those kind of messages, you know, from my early life. And I believe that's what helped me thank you for You know, um, I hate to say I, I really question if many of, of our people have been afforded those kinds of messages. Well, it seems to be less and less because we're not hearing those messages as loudly as the other messages. Mm-hmm. You know, the other messages of 
You're a victim. Mm-hmm. Somebody else's fault. You know, mm-hmm. be angry, burn this. Mm-hmm. Those are the messages that are loudest that are out there, unfortunately. And um, I was listening to another teacher, Jordan uh, Peterson, where he said that it is time for the church to come out and be powerful once again and be vocal once again mm-hmm. because there's too much hush hush. Mm-hmm. We're not standing on principle. We're mm-hmm. simply kind of like skirting around the issue mm-hmm. instead of boldly saying, no, this needs to stop. Mm-hmm. And this is not what God wants for me. So, God, let me ask you if you would, if I may, please. Now, today, we are facing the challenge of affirmative action. Affirmative action. For me, I had to work full time with school full time. Even a couple of uh, semesters off school, I would say I was able to get on the team. Now, Today, yes, uh, I know, and, and I do, would do the same thing if I had children, and I do with my little baby girl. Um, I want the best and all of this, but there's a principle in the world. Um, and I, I don't think those two are. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm a parent of five, mm-hmm. five children. And for me, the best is the message that you don't need a handout. You are strong. You are brilliant. For all of my children, you know, they were constantly in school. Even after school, Mm -hmm. I had them working at home Mm -hmm. during the summer. They can tell you today, they were always taking courses during the summer. Mm -hmm. So at the end of their school years, all of them excelled. They were in the top percentile because that is what we fought for. That is what we stood for. My family's from the Caribbean. So I was always given the message of, Michelle, your job is to go to school. You're not supposed to do anything else but go to school. And there was no excuse. I could not come home. I actually, when when we came back to this country, I went to a predominantly white school. And even before then, I'd say, but mom, you know, the teacher is such and such. And my dad was like, I don't care. Your job is to go into that classroom, to learn, learn. to excel, and that's and it. be able to compete. And to compete. Exactly. With anybody else. Anybody, anywhere. So to this day, I have no problems recognizing that I have a basic level of ability. And the same thing with my children. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry that, oh, they're not in because of their skin color or mm-hmm. anything because they mm-hmm. know that they are extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. From they were yay big, I was mm-hmm. telling them, you are intelligent. I remember there was a funny situation where my son, he thought he was helping his sister by giving her answers. And I said, are you telling me that you believe that your sister is stupid? Do you think your sister is stupid? 
And he said, no, no. I was like, well, that's what you're doing. When you are trying to give her the answers and you're trying to do her work for her, you're saying you're too stupid to figure it out for yourself. And for me, I know there are going to be a lot of black people that don't like what I say, but that's what affirmative action is at this point of view. He is telling our youth that you are too stupid to be able to meet the mark. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we have less um, literacy in our schools today than we did when we were growing up. And to me, that's horrible. There is no excuse. No excuse. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a tremendous example, not only to our youth, but also to me. Because, you know, sometimes you get kind of discouraged. You know, I, I feel like nobody's listening. I feel like, why bother? And I see the road that you went through. And I know that there were countless nights, probably, that you were feeling the same sort of disillusionment. But there was just something inside of you that said, no. And so that is the message that we have today. Keep God in your heart and allow me to God. Thank you so very much. And thank you. All righty, guys. So you heard it. Keep God in your heart. Allow him to lead. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Mommy Heal Thyself. If you like what we're doing here, please share, subscribe, like us, and leave a comment. Your feedback is very much appreciated.